Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, everyone. We are excited to be here with you. We are back for another episode of Coffee with Rhonda. And I have a group of amazing ladies here with me today. So I am so excited to be with you as always. Happy Saturday to you. I want to welcome you to another episode of Coffee with Rhonda, where we are coaches and thought leaders who get up together over a cup of coffee in a relaxed atmosphere and talk about just the everyday successes and challenges um, that we face every day and just being a woman in today's world. So before we introduce the rest of our co-hosts and guests, a few housekeeping items. Number one, tell us your name, uh, tell us uh, where you're watching from, and don't forget to tell us, you all know what to do, don't forget to tell us what's in your cup. So we want you to put that in the comments. Don't forget to like and share the video, share, share, share. I can guarantee you that there will be one golden nugget here today um, and someone else will be able to benefit from that. So we want you to like and share the video with those that you feel might get some value out of the video. So with that being said, we're gonna go ahead and do a quick round of introductions and then we've got some new segments for you. Uh, for you all today. So we hope that you enjoy those. Um, let me just give you a quick idea of what we're going to do today. We're going to go through some segments. We're going to introduce a segment called My Story. Uh, then we're going to go into lessons learned and what we are learning uh, from those stories. Then we're going to go into a little mini segment on cheering each other on and why we do what we do. Why do we come to you each and every Saturday? And then we're going to talk about some strategies for success. So today's show topic is on relationships, both personal and professional. You know, they say that relationships make the world go round. So we're going to talk about what you can do to improve those relationships in your life. My name is Rhonda Williams. I'm known as the Dream Life Coach. I'm an emotional intelligence strategist and coach, speaker, and author. And what I do is I help leaders shift from being overwhelmed to overjoyed, shift from being stuck to unstuck so that they can create the life that they envision. They can create the life that they love. Um, I'm also the founder of Dream Life by Design Mastermind Group. So if you're interested in more information, you can go to manifestmydreams.com, click the join button, and I'll reach out to you personally to give you more information on how we can help you hit your goals. So now we're going to move through and we're going to introduce the rest of our amazing ladies that are here with us today. So let's start with our guest today. Why don't you say hello and introduce yourself? D. Terrell. Oh, hi, I apologize. I didn't know. <laughs> but anyway, I am so happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Terrell F. Tellis, and I'm the Chief Fun and Education Officer of Pitter Patter Feet, as well as I help women and um, mothers actually have more happiness, health, ease, and a better life. And I do that through um, many different tools and um, resources. So thank you for having me here, Rhonda. You're so welcome. And I didn't tell you all that today in my cup. Look, this is my wonderful uh, Cabo cup. And I decided to switch it up this morning. I have some kiwi strawberry green tea. Oh, hey. Okay, so, D. what you got in your cup? Agua, water, yay. Hydration, <laughs> yay. Before we move to the rest of our, our co-hosts, we've got Stephanie out there. Hi, Stephanie. Thanks for joining. Uh, she's from Maryland. And she has Folgers in her cup. 
<laughs> and then David is out there as usual. Hey, David, thanks for tuning in. David says he has Kool-Aid in his <laughs> Hey, that's okay. Whatever you got in your cup, whatever works for you. We're not passing any judgments, David, on Kool-Aid, okay? <laughs> okay, and so let's go to our um, our co-host now, and let's start with Marae. Marae, say hello and introduce yourself. Hello, 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 everybody. Uh, it's early morning on my side. My name is Mireille. I'm based in Perth, Australia. I'm a uh, global entrepreneur, but engineer by background. I'm the founder of two companies, an oil and gas and energy company called Empty Energy Resources, and uh, also the founder of Mireille Tulekima Global Leadership Organization. An organization that empowers individuals and you know people to inspire them to define their own success and become the best that they can be. I'm also a mentor, free time author, an online show host, and I also speak internationally and spend a lot of time championing few causes, um, focusing on women in male-dominated environments and. Uh, personal development. So yeah, very busy woman, uh, super woman as I call myself. So So today I have lemongrass, um, mm. cold lemongrass in my cup of water. So that's nice. really good. Very nice. Okay. And if you all have not checked out uh, Marae's uh, uh, podcast show, mm. and it is pretty phenomenal. She has some amazing guests that come on. And so you guys might want to go to her page and visit uh, some of her shows in the past. Um, Thank you. Roz, Ms. Roz, good morning. Good morning. I am Roz Jones, the CEO and owner of Jacksonville's Best Caregivers, where we provide four levels of care to your loved one sitter, homemaker and companion, home health aide, and certified nursing assistant. And you all know what I say, when you can't do it all, give Rob a <laughs> what I have in my cup is my favorite, you know, the green tea, the honey, and the lemon. I'm 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 a pretty, you know, um habitual, you know, you know, I don't I don't vary too much every now and then. So when it's the season Holiday season coming, I'll probably switch over to some cinnamon tea or something like that. <laughs> that might be living on the edge a little bit for you. I know. <laughs> That's great. So, ladies, let's get our conversation started for today. And, you know, they say that relationships make the world go around. Mm -hmm. um, and so I have learned oh, over my career that that is definitely true. Um, mm -hmm. And so I'm going to start off with my story and then I want you all to share a story. You can choose whether that is a personal or a professional story that you want to share with us. And then uh, later on, we'll go into some lessons. So um, for me, I want to go back to my days when I first got into nursing leadership as a chief nursing officer. And for all of you that don't really know me, I am actually an introvert by nature. Okay, and so if you give it, if you leave me, I'm going to be over in a little corner somewhere just chilling, watching everything. Really? I don't believe that. I don't believe that. <laughs> I mean, really. And so when I first got into my nursing leadership career, um, I was doing my normal introvert thing. I was just being myself. I was in my own head. I knew what needed to be done. 
I was just very happy to go in my office and close the door and quietly work on that and get that done. But what I found is I found myself um, hearing little comments and getting little messages sent to me that people were not connecting with me, right? That mm. I now this was an organization that I had worked at already for probably five or six years. So to not be connecting was, you know, for me a little bit odd. And so I had to dig a little bit deeper. I would hear things like, oh, Rhonda would rather be in her office with the door closed, ha, 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 right? Mm -hmm. And so that was a clue for me. I was kind of like, oh, well, that's not really funny, <laughs> right? If that's mm -hmm. what you're seeing from me, people would say, oh, well, she didn't smile when she walked up the hall. But what happened is I was in my own head, right? Mm -hmm. and, and that was my normal tendency. And so that was not helping me. So I had to really realize um, that in order for me to do the work, this very, very important work that I had embarked on, I had to do something a little bit different. And I had to learn how to function as an introvert in a way that was still connecting with people and helping people um, build relationships with me so that I could get the work done. I was not a one man show in an island and I could not do it by myself. And so, for me, that was a really important point in my life and really started this transition almost to the person that you see today, right? That can be a little bit more outgoing, a little bit more present with you, a little bit more connecting. But trust me, trust me when I tell you, my little introvert self, it has not gone anywhere. I am sure you. When I shut down the lights and the cameras, it lights off. So, <laughs> so that's a little bit of my story. And for me, that's what's so important in relationships. So I want each of you to share a little bit of a story. It could be something specific, something general, but just in your life about relationships. Share uh, What kind of a story would you like to share with us? Um, Roz, I'm going to start with you today. Oh, my. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I, thought, I, thought, I thought we were going to be... Um... Hospitable and, and let the guests go first. Like I gotta switch it up. <laughs> I want I want to talk about business relationships and particularly in the online space because we don't have that um, relationship like you would maybe locally. Right. So the online space for me has really. Uh, tested my, 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 who I am as a person. Right. It's, it's, it's tested how far I should go mm -hmm. and how far I should hold back. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times you can't tell what you need to do because it's online. You can hide yourself. Right. And you know, I, you know, a friend of mine told me, you don't always post who, who you are supposed to be. You know, when you post, it's all about the good. It's not all times mm -hmm. about the bad. Sometimes we do post about our failures because I have, I've admitted. But you know, when you're having that online relationship with someone, it's hard. It's hard to sometimes get that feel. It's hard to um, maintain a, a, a good relationship online when you, you know, when you're not to me in person. Right. You know, right. um, so I, I have had to learn to adjust who I am because I am definitely a type personality. Mm -hmm. And so, <laughs> so 
so sometimes I come off like a piece of sandpaper. I can take the first, second, and third layer of skin off really quick. <laughs> so, so, so with that being told, I, you know, I had to adjust. And, 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 and I'm not going to tell all my secrets how I had to adjust, but that online relationship is really hard to maintain. Yeah. It's, it's very hard for me because, you know, I come out the gate like secretariat at the Kentucky Derby or, you know, ready, you know, I'm, I'm ready to go on all, all in and, and everybody can't receive that, mm. you know, that strong type of personality. Everybody not, may not be ready for that. Oh, Roz, I want to be your friend. I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> It's such a good point. We're going to have to come back to that because that online space is a different kind of relationship, right? And so it, just imagine how hard it is to have a relationship in person, in real life. And then mm -hmm. online on top of it is a completely different thing. So we're going to come back and visit that a little bit more. Okay, Ms. Terrell, share your story. <laughs> so my story, I'm so happy Roz went first because my mind was spinning all over the place, whether to do personal business or whatever. But one of the things I loved about what she said is that um, my background, I have a degree in a Bachelor of Science degree in actuarial science, which is really numbers, computer oriented and very analytical. And so um, I had to learn there was. I would say that I'm 51% analytical. I want my results. I want to be science-based. I'm very specific in particular and methodical. And at the same time, 49% of me likes fun, <laughs> likes stuff, likes, you know, don't be just the facts, Jack. Just give me some fun and, you know, put some Kool-Aid or, or, you know, some whipped cream on that hot chocolate. I want to have fun too, getting my results at the same time. And one of the things that I feel like I had to learn starts back to um, when I was in college. And um, my college sweetheart, um, we had to go to separate schools. He was on a football scholarship and I was on an engineering scholarship. And when we had to separate, because I changed my major to actuarial science, so I had to come back home, I was absolutely miserable. Mm -hmm. And I remember it was on a um, fall day, like, or actually the end of the summer, so in August, beautiful weather and the the um, environment was idyllic and that it was a lake, beautiful grass. There were couples, they were all lovey-dovey and I was just absolutely miserable. I was angry because now we're separated. And then something happened where I said, you know something, he couldn't do anything about it because he's on a football scholarship. I can't do anything about it because I had to come back home for academic scholarship here. But one thing I can do is make the decision to be happy right now. And that's what I did. And not only did I make that decision, I acted upon it immediately. And what I learned from that is that if you don't, once you make your decision, act immediately on it, it's just going to be like fairy dust and fly away. Wow. No, absolutely. That's a great point. I love that. Mm -hmm. You've got that analytical part of you because I have that, yeah. right? I can be very logic focused. And we'll talk about that a little bit more too. All right, Ms. Murray, share your story about. Oh, my, yeah, I have so many stories, but I, I really want to share this uh, episode of my professional life when I actually went to, I took a leadership uh, position in South Africa. So that was about seven years ago. 
And so I basically arrived, you know, I knew the, the story about your appetite and everything, but I didn't actually expect to find myself in uh, such a challenging environment. So I had a, basically a multicultural team, so white and black. But what I find out from, you know, from the beginning, um, I think that the black counterparts were, were actually expecting favor from me. So they were expecting because we are black and because I'm the boss, I would actually be, you know, more open to them and whatever they would do, I, I would actually, um, you know, make them a favor. And then on the other side, I had the challenge of the, um, the black, uh, my black team members who actually uh, didn't actually want to have a black person as a, as a, as a leader. And we're actually challenging every time my authority or anything. So I was in the middle of all of this and it was quite challenging for me because yes, I've actually worked, you know, uh, overseas in different environments, but I've never been in a position where you have to run a project and you have part of your team, I mean, most of your team completely apart. So that was a big challenge for me. And at the beginning, I was really completely, um, you know, sad and really, you know, I, I was wondering if I could actually continue in this position. And I just stepped back and I realized that uh, sometime, you know, to, to, um, to move on in your relationship, you have to listen to people. So what, what I did is create a platform where I could actually engage with each one of my, you know, my team members. I mean, it was not a big team. It was a, a team of seven, maximum 10 people. So I, I took my time, personal time, to really get to know each of the team members, create this trust, and, and, and really, you know, try to understand what was beyond this fear, because I think it was more fear than anything, uh, what was beyond this behavior and this fear. And it helped me a lot, you know, it helped me a lot to a point where I managed to bring everybody together. After four years in this position, people were actually, you know, it was a real team. And people were supporting themselves. They were supporting me as a leader. And they were supporting, and we were doing well in, in our projects. So I've actually learned not to judge. I mean, when you're challenged, right. uh, sometimes people put some opinion. They, you know, they, they judge you or they, they expect things from you. It's really good to first listen what you know uh, their intention and why you know they come they come across like that to you, and then take uh, the opportunity to create some trust because at the end of the day, you know, uh, people actually do business or whatever, hang around with people they trust. So, so hold on, right. don't, give me, don't give us too many lessons yet because we're going to that in the next session. Because really at the end of the day, the challenge was actually for the good cause and it actually made me grow so much. And I think that's why I actually... Um, uh, divert my career more into coaching and making sure people take control of their destiny and, and open up, to, you know, to other people, connect with other people to grow, you know, and, yeah. and I, I think I, I, that's, that's where it started. 
Well, it's interesting. And, you know, you talk about expectations. And so I want to talk a little bit about that as we share lessons learned. Right. Because I think there are many um, expectations when it comes to relationships. And sometimes they're not clear. I have a set of expectations. This other person has expectations. And sometimes we are not on the same page with what yeah. the expectations are. But before we do that, I want to just, uh, David says, who, I think he's saying who, he said, who does have to know about this? So, you know, I, I assume what you're saying, David, is that you know a little bit about these relationships and some of the challenges um, that mm -hmm. come with that. So if you're out there, don't forget to um, like the video, share the video, share your story. What's your relationship story? Um, what's the relationship out there that you've learned something from, that you've grown from, that you've experienced? Or it might be a relationship that you're currently trying to manage and maybe uh, having some successes and some challenges with that also. So uh, like and share the video. We also want you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. I'm going to post the link for you in just a little bit uh, so that you can subscribe to the YouTube channel. That way you never miss another episode of Coffee with Rhonda. You don't want to miss it. people. This is good stuff. Okay. So now having said that, we've shared a little bit about our stories. So now what I want to do is I want to go into more lessons learned. Marae did a really nice segue for us taking us into some of those lessons learned. Um, for me, in all of the relationships I've had so far, um, I've learned um, that I, number one, have to begin to look less about myself and really look at the other person, this other party in this relationship. Try to get curious about them, right? I learned that when I get curious, I can really start to steer a relationship and have it go in a different direction especially if we were butting heads or there was some conflict. So what I've learned, uh, what I've learned is to get curious. Ask not so much why this is happening, because that sometimes leads to blame, right? Well, why did she do this? Well, because she doesn't like me or he doesn't like me or he doesn't want me to do this. But how can I improve this relationship? How can I make it better? You know, um, and then... Uh, what is that other person thinking and expecting of me as well? And so as I think about the lessons I've learned, I've learned to get curious. Um, and so I've learned to begin asking a lot of questions about how I can better my relationship, how I can better serve the other person uh, so much. So those are some of the things I've learned in addition to the critical aspect, listening. I have less talking, I have to do more listening. If you're with every relationship that I'm trying to build, I really try to pay attention and see what is it I'm really hearing um, to, from the other person. And I'm trying to listen not only with my head, my logical head, but also mm -hmm. with my heart. Right. Mm -hmm. So those are a couple of lessons I learned. Um, and so, Deepal, what have you learned? What were some of your lessons that you when it comes to building uh, wonderful, deep, and productive relationships? One of the first things that I learned is that it really starts with you first. So it starts with you knowing yourself, having um, resources in place that support you because, and that also too, making the decision that, um, that if you take care of yourself, then you don't have to have this cup, you know, running around asking everyone else to fill the cup. You have done your job and filled your own cup. And what that does is it widens your perspective and that 
you're not in a panic mode. You're not in a frustration mode. You're using your physiology, which means your physical body, your chemicals that happen in your brain. You're using all of those things to your advantage so that when someone comes at you, even if they come at you in some kind of crazy way, you're not in a defensive space. You're in a space where if you have to step back or move to the side and just be able to be aware and look at it and say, okay, what's happening here? Being inquisitive, like you just said, and asking the question and being aware and saying, what's happening here? How do I have to communicate? And secondly, learning how things work. So knowing when you have an opportunity to know the other person, knowing what their likes and dislikes are, how they tick, what their biases as well as perspectives are, it helps you to be able to navigate having a relationship with them. Mm -hmm. No, that's great. I love, love, love that. I love being able to step back and step to the side because you know what? What do they say? Sometimes life comes at you fast. Right, mm -hmm. you have definitely got to learn how to bob and weave a little bit. Standing there, getting run over by whatever's coming. At you. <laughs> Did you see that big truck coming? Straight no, you didn't. You didn't move a little bit. So, um, Stephanie's out there, and Stephanie says, "My current situation, my relationship with myself." Oh, I love that, Stephanie. Mm -hmm. Really, really great point. Getting older and learning to be more patient and intuitive um, mm -hmm. to how I am eating how she is with others also. So great, great point, Stephanie. We all have to improve our relationship um, with ourselves as well. So Roz, what about some lessons from you? What were some of your lessons, lessons as you went through both positive and not so positive relationships? I had to take my own medicine. The, the, I counsel my clients when I first get them that they're, you know, you need to set expectations between you and the person you're taking care of. What can you do and what can't you do? And in this decade of my life, I said, you know what? I'm giving it out, but I also got to take it. Mm -hmm. I have to set realistic expectations. So when I get in relationships now, I said, this is what I can do. And this is what I can't do. You know, you know, this is if if you email me, give me a week to respond. If you call me, give me a couple of days to respond. Now, if I don't respond, something's wrong. You know, I give those expectations up front. And then also, too, then what are you expecting from the relationship? Now, if there's a gap, then we may have to fill it with another resource, right. you know, as far as the friendship or the business relationship, one or the other, you know. But for the online relationship, say, for instance, uh, Rosalind, I love your landing page. Uh, can you make me one? No, I don't do landing pages, honey. I have someone who can do that for me. <laughs> I don't do decorations. I don't do that. I'm an outsource queen. But, you know, <laughs> those are the things that you have to set up, you know, um, you know, up front. And yeah, of course, we are going to alter and, uh, you know, find out what your strengths are, your weaknesses are. But the expectations, I was doing that with my clients, but I wasn't doing it with myself. Mm -hmm. Wow. And I had a lot of things go wrong, you know, lost a lot of friends, messed up everything because I didn't set realistic expectations. I was trying to satisfy everybody else, mm -hmm. but I didn't start with me. Mm, that's powerful. It really is. And, and, and dealing with yourself, right? Being self-reflective to say, 
okay, I've got all these expectations, but what about me? What's my role in this? What's mm -hmm. my part in this? And how am I contributing to it either going well or maybe not so well? I've learned that lesson the hard way also. Um, Marae, mm -hmm. what lessons um, have you learned? I mean, there, there are a few, and I, I really want to build on what, you know, everybody has already, you know, mentioned is that, you know, it, it comes to you, it comes back to you, you have to understand how you function, you have to understand, um, you know, uh, what to expect. And the funny thing with relationship, I mean, they, there's no rules. So the first thing is to set the rules. So you have to, to make rules. And I always, you know, insist on those rules of engagement that you have to put forward so that you know the person that you interact with knows exactly what to expect and uh, and really what they can do with you or without you and you know put those those rules of, of, of engagement and you know mm -hmm. I, I expect you know that those rules are around you know respecting people understanding and, and accepting you know uh, what you're all about and uh, what you believe in. So it's it's one thing. And the other thing is, especially when you're challenged, is not to react from an ego point of view, you know, like, you know, I was mentioning uh, this situation uh, before when I took this job in, in South Africa, is, you know, you people challenge you, people start to say things to you. It's important that you leave your ego on the side Right. and try to understand you know why they react like that so it comes down to listening to to what they say and uh, and, and really get out of your ignorance because sometimes you don't know a lot of things and you need to educate yourself and in this case you know those challenges and are, are coming as you know a growth for you so it's 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 important to still you know focus on that and, and, and looking at it from a positive point of view and saying, okay, I'm going to grow from this situation. I'm going to spend time with the person and I'm going to try to see if a relationship is possible here. Mm -hmm. So that, uh, so those are, you know, the key thing that, uh, that I, I, I can actually put forward. Right. And in all relation, I mean, there are things who go well and, uh, you know, and, and, it really gets stronger when you you know when the pe person that you want to have a relationship with is willing to understand that you're not perfect there are mistakes and you know and you start to forgive the person and understand uh, why you know they they behave like that so though it's a communication issue the communication is is really key you know uh, yeah. you need to be able to express yourself effectively and listen. So I, I think those are the key, the key thing. I think we're going to have to do a whole show on communication <laughs> because if you just brought that up, it really is the underlying, you know, current to this, right? These healthy relationships, happy relationships, mutually beneficial relationships. We're all in business. We all run exactly. our own businesses. And so we have to be able to build relationships in a way. Um, but one of the things I want to touch on based on what all of you sort of said collectively is that statement that you teach people how to treat you. Exactly. You teach people how to treat you. And, you know, when you said you set the rules of engagement, I said to myself, that is so true. Because sometimes we go into it just thinking everyone knows. 
oh, they know what all this is going to be and what I expect. And no, they don't know. You've got to be explicit about that. You've got to be clear about your expectations. So I want to take just a couple of minutes and I want to have like this moment where I want to be able to celebrate us and what we do. And so this segment is called Why We Do What We Do. So let's take a moment and celebrate that. And if you're out there, if you're watching, if you're watching now, if you're watching on the replay, we want to celebrate you too. So write in the comments, why do you do what you do? What is it that you love about what you do? And, and I'll start off by saying, I love what I do because there was a point in my career where I wasn't sure how I got on the path that I was on. It wasn't that it was a bad one. It was just like, wait, how did, how did I get here? I don't really like and when I got off of that path and started really paying attention to who I am inside, my world changed. My entire world changed. And so there was this joy, this internal peace, this love of myself and the work that I do that came forward that I now want to share with everybody else. I'm like, right? People think I'm playing. I am not playing about that. I am like, you need to make your life a dream and your dreams your reality. That is mm -hmm. real talk. Mm -hmm. And so I do what I do because I love the light when it goes off. When I say to a leader, you don't have to work 15 hours a day. You don't have to be afraid not to respond to a text message from your boss from at 11 p.m. at night. You know, you don't have to be afraid to shut yourself off so that you can repair and replenish your own batteries. And when I see that leader connecting with that and I see that leader going, you know what? I don't have to do that. I'm like, yes. <laughs> you don't because you teach people how to treat you and as long as you will do that people will expect it from you make this trip stop re reacting and start responding and responding in the way that's more helpful to you so that's why i do what i do i love it i love helping others i love helping leaders i love coaching and speaking and workshops and all the amazing work i do so that's why i do what i do okay so now marie let's come to you switch it up a bit why do you do oh, gosh. I, i'm just like you i love what i do i love i mean i love the state of mind that i have in doing what i do i'm you know i'm happy i'm positive and I, and I like to see people growing because, you know, I've been uh, a very, being an engineer, I've been very, you know, rigid and following rules and, you know, and, and not really looking at expanding and trying to be more innovative, you know, and, and, uh, and connect to people. So when I discover that, and, and, I, and I always go back to this experience where I was put in a leadership position, where I had to really dig deep into myself and understand that I have those skills, I could change people for the best. Right. Then I said, this is it. I really want to continue to do it. I really want to get in a setting where I set the rules and you know nobody judge me because i've put this rule through and people just follow me because they like what i do they like the rules that i, I play with and uh, and they they're happy you know yeah. because i'm happy people around me so that's that's really you know, why i love what i do <laughs> that's awesome all right so let's come to you d terrell why do you 
Because I like having fun. And I feel like getting your results and fun are not mutually exclusive. I don't know if you remember back in math class. Remember when you had those brackets and he was like, this is mutually exclusive, which means these two things don't go together. That is a bunch of hogwash. You can have fun getting your results. You can, and I and I believe it so strongly because I live it. And I, what I'm passionate about what I do because I feel that we, after we get to a certain age, we feel like fun is just for kids. And yes. even though I work with kids every day, I see how they just have such a zest for life. They don't let things get them down. They experience their emotions fully, but then they just let them pass through them and let them go. And I feel like as an as adults, especially as women and mothers, we can have that and have a better, happier, and more energized life. And I just feel that um, um, I like that. I don't have to be, um, for the a lot of my life, I was this round circle trying to fit in this square peg. Mm-hmm. And people would say, oh, you have this analytical and brilliant mind. You should be like blah, 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 blah. And then on the other hand, people would say, oh, you're so artistic and so creative. You should do blah, 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 blah. And then trying to listen to both of those sets of people, I was just like pulling my hair out. And when I sat down and determined like, you know what? I can be both people because both of those are parts of me. Just like I have a dominant hand and non-dominant hand and they both work together to get results. I feel like you can do that with um, happiness. So I'm excited about that. Awesome, awesome. Before we go to you, Roz, that was great. Uh, Stephanie's out there. She says, good morning. And she says, I love what I do because I am no longer burned out. The struggle was real. I now have a peace of mind at my job and stress-free. Yay, Stephanie. Good for you. That's awesome. And Stephanie Marshall is out there as well. She says, good morning, ladies. So I I love this part of the segment because I think we've got to put that out there. We've got to share what's the inspiration, what's the motivation? Why are we on your screen every Saturday morning? Right, like we have nothing better to do. We know y'all busy. We are so thankful that you're here. But you know what? We want to share with you. We have stories and lessons, and you have them too. So don't forget to put your uh, story in the comment. Share why you do what you do. And Roz, share with us why is it that you do what you do. You know what? When I first got into caregiving, I didn't know why I was really. I I did it, but I didn't want to do it. I said, me changing a pamper, doing all, I said, oh, and then, and then it took, I'm going to be honest with you, in the last couple of weeks, I am really, and it's been, I've been in the caregiving business for years now, it's taken me all of this time to finally start enjoying what I'm doing. And and, and I don't want everybody to think, oh, I'm going to jump into this and, 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 you know, it's Disneyland and, you know. Well, Disney gonna come out and say, you know, here's Mickey and Minnie. Sometimes we get into this, and you know, I thought I was gonna change the world, but I know there's only a small part of the world that I can change with a global impact, and I understand that. And we have to understand that that there's a ripple effect in what we do. And when I went to speak in the last six months, I didn't think speaking about advanced directives and caregiving meant nothing. I, I said, I'm quoting these numbers. I'm telling people to get their documentation in order. And I had someone come to me the other day during one of my engagements. 
and said, Rosalind, I need your help. I'm getting ready to start taking care of my mom and I don't know what I'm doing. And nobody has ever talked to me about what you're talking about. If I only help one, and, and, and I say this all the time in all of our broadcasts, if it's, it's only one person, one situation that I change, then everything that I've done over all these years is worth it. Mm-hmm. And now, as you know, the other week we talked about why don't we talk about our celebrations? Why don't we now? When I get something now, I'm posting it. It's on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's I used to say, am I bragging about myself? No. no. This lady, just one lady says, what you're putting out there helps me know that I can do it too. Yeah. And each one of us impacts one person that impacts, mm-hmm. you know, it said there's six degrees of, of impact. Yeah. Six times six times six. We are our brother's keeper. Seven times seven times yeah. seven. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We, no matter what we do or, or how small we think it is, is changing somebody's life. Absolutely. So, you know, I was listening to what everybody's saying, and you know, we were talking about listening, how important that is. Yeah. The process, relationships take time. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. See, me coming into who I am as a caregiver and a businesswoman, I am just feeling my peacock feather spread now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I am just, yeah. I, I'm really coming into it now. I have my bag. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know, some days I, I want to pull the feathers in. <laughs> But you know, when you get in that groove, when you get in that vein, Mm -hmm. let me tell you something. It's a beautiful thing. Yes, it is. I have to learn how to not allow people to pull me out of character. Mm -hmm. I have to learn that. I have to, I have to learn that. But for the most you know, I fell into this by accident, didn't know I was going to do it, kept on and kept on because I knew that what I was doing was important. And as the years have gone on now, this year, after almost 10 years in business, I'm starting to realize what my significant significance is in caregiving. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I say that because I don't want everybody to think, Oh, it's going to, you know, automatically snap. And I know what's going to, even Rhonda talked about the process. Even Dr. T, Mariah, everybody's talked about their process. And I don't want you to think that it's going to happen. You know, there's no, there's no overnight wonders. Right. No, I feel like we see them all the time. Isn't that amazing? We'll see people who are successful and all of a sudden we feel like, oh, wow, look at that. It's a success. And if you talk to them, they will tell you, um, I've been working like this for 15 years. Right, 20 years. I know to you it looked instant, but success is not that way. So thank you all for sharing why it is you do what you do. I think it's an important segment for us. If you're out there watching, share why you do what you do. What gets you out of bed in the morning? What motivates you? What excites you? We've shared what we do. And don't forget to like and share the video. We did have a few comments out there. Yolanda joined. She said, such an important topic. And I think she said that, Roz, when you were talking about um, the work that you're doing in caregiving. 
Um, and then uh, Stephanie Cunningham said, yay, Roz. She also says, I love it, Peacock. Look, we are all going to have this Peacock visual now walking around in our heads all day long. <laughs> yes, celebrate yourself. We celebrate others as well as motivating others. Why not celebrate ourselves as well? Right? And then he's out there and he says, awesome. So we're going to move to um, our final segment. And our final segment is about strategies. We've been talking about relationships. We've shared our own experiences with relationships. We've shared some of our lessons learned. We've celebrated why we do what we do. Let's wrap up by saying, let's do just a lightning quick round to say, what is it you want to share with others who might be struggling with relationships? Um, it might be a personal relationship with family, spouses, and we didn't even get into the whole family dynamics and all of the relationship dynamics that come with that. But it doesn't matter. I feel like any relationship, if we use certain key principles to move forward, to guide ourselves, then we have an opportunity to improve that relationship no matter what it is. And so let's do a quick round. I'll share my thoughts at the end. I'll go uh, with you guys first. I'm going to let D. Terrell go first in case she has to hop off because she's got another event going around. Well, you know, she's got some fun stuff going on today. So uh, D. Terrell, what, um, what would you be your final strategies that you would want to share with anyone out there that's struggling with a particular relationship? Um, first thing is have supportive resources that you can pull upon immediately and get those in place when you're in a good mood and a happy mood. Because when you're in a good and happy mood, you feel good. You're much more motivated, much more inspired. So put that together and put it on your phone because all of us carry our phones with us everywhere. So have a ready resource. The um, second thing is to have supportive habits that you do every single morning. Put yourself first and um, do those um, creative uh, series of supportive habits, like making sure you drink your water, physical development, um, spiritual and emotional, all of those things packaged into something that you can fit in like 15 and 20 minutes first thing in the morning. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Well, thank you. No, that was great. And and I love the, the uh, build, bringing in the healthy um, habits because that's huge. If you don't start off in the morning taking care of yourself, okay, let me ask this question. How many times have you gotten out of bed and, and not felt good and like your whole day goes downhill, right? Because you don't... <laughs> Right. I have that instance. If y'all are out there, you know, um, oh, hey, Muhammad is out there. He says, hello from Algeria. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, Stephanie says, I love seeing and hearing y'all. Thank you, guys. Um, but if you get up and you are not in a positive space and place in your own head and you don't do something to shift that, it can potentially impact the rest of not only your day, but you mm -hmm. are infecting everybody else. And yes, I said infecting. You are infecting everybody else potentially with your negative attitude and your sour mood. And, and because you're having a bad day, that's not everyone else's problem, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's a personal that's a personal situation that you have to deal with. So um, I love that. Thank you so much, D. Terrell. If you do have to hop off, we love you. I do. Thank you for joining. Thank you so much. And you want to say anything before you go? Um, yes. One, I just wanted to thank you so much. I, I want to do it again. If I, I would love to come back again when I have more time and not um, rushed. 
And, um, and I would love to, at some point, to be able to share a free resource that people can do that costs them nothing, but that they can carry around in their phone um, electronically that actually supports them at, a, at another time. Because I didn't get your permission or anything first, but mm -hmm. I could put it in the comments at another time. But I want to thank you so much for having me on here. And I apologize, Marie, for for calling you Muriel, because that's what it looks like on my screen. But so nice to meet you and meet you, Roz. I had a blast with you, ladies. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank uh, so you. If you will, so we have, for everyone out there watching, we're building our own tribe called the Coffee with Rhonda tribe. If you will share that information with me, I will post it in the Coffee with Rhonda tribe. I will. And if all of you out there right now, pull out your phones, join the Coffee with Rhonda tribe so that we can get some members, share it with people. And we're gonna be putting lots of resources because we have these amazing conversations. We don't want it to stop there. Our goal is to actually help you. We are here to serve. So we will definitely put it in our group. Thank you. You're so very welcome. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you to ladies. Thank you, bye. <laughs> All right, ladies. So let's continue our coffee conversation, right? And talking about um, strategies. So what strategies uh, do we want to share with others out there that might be struggling with a relationship? It could be a business relationship, a personal relationship. Um, Marie, let's start with you. What strategies would you offer? The, the uh, and I mean, we talked about it. The first thing is to really understand who you are and how you want to come across because you're the one defining everything. I mean, it's like, you know, when you do business, you want to define what you want to do, who you want to focus on and how you want to go about. And in any relationship, I think we have to do that. We have to take the time to reflect on who we are, what we really want to accomplish, and how we want to go about. So, I mean, there are several tools available. If you can't do it on your own, you can, you can actually, you know, have a coach or a mentor who can actually direct you uh, in, in this challenging moment. It, it, it doesn't have to be... Uh, you know, uh, um, to pay somebody can be, you know, a relative helping you or a friend, but really get to uh, to the habit of talking about it, communicating, and, and really reflecting on what you really want. Absolutely. Your relationships. And the second thing is, uh, you know, I, I always stress it, it's the communication aspect. You have to be able to express yourself effectively and listen and you know take time to listen uh, listen to yourself and listen to people you interact with yeah and yeah. You know, that's that's really key because otherwise it's it's actually impossible to move forward and to have a positive uh, relationship whether it is on a personal space yeah. or yeah. in your business because business is really about relationship and if you want to make it work you have to go for this for this work. So so that's you know I think those are the the, the key thing that I, I wanted to put forward today. There are other things, but awesome. obviously the key two thing that uh, I focus on normally. Wonderful, thank you so much, Roz. What what do you what about you? What would you like to share in terms of strategies um, that could help other people improve their relationships? 
I want to say that you can't take your relationships, all your relationships and put them in one bag and figure that everything is going to fit for each relationship. Each relationship has its own DNA. Yeah. So you have to figure out what part of that DNA, you know, are you going to be a part of? And mm-hmm. sometimes the DNA doesn't mix. If it's not, a, you know, just like Johnny Cochran said, if it's not a good fit, we must have quit. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, if it, you know, sometimes the relationships are business only. We have mm-hmm. to determine is it business only? Is it season only? Is it contract only? Is it long term? Then you also too have to determine some relationships. I don't have to have daily contact with you to right. be mm-hmm. in a relationship. Some people need that daily contact. Trust me, I don't have to. I, I don't have to have it. Right. <laughs> in some relationships, because of business, I have to have daily contact. Other relationships, you don't have to have daily contact, but you determine that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, so, so my strategy is uh, with lessons learned is that. You know, every relationship is different. You have rules and regulations, you know, every, you know, for each relationship, you know, I may talk to you on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, other Tuesday, Thursday, whatever the case may be, but you have to say, you know, how that relationship is going to be. You can't throw them all in one basket and treat them all the same way. Mm -hmm. Everybody needs to be treated different in a relationship. I can't treat you know, Rhonda, like I would treat Mariah because we have a different relationship, you know, and each one of them would treat me different based on our relationship. And I want everybody to understand that. And that's what I want to give as a strategy. No, that's so, so very important. Stephanie's out there. She says, so true. Um, And she says, (laughs) each relationship serves different purposes. And she said, LOL, you said you must have quit. (laughs) <laughs> and relationship has a reason and a season. So if you're out there, do me a favor, drop me one strategy that you use to improve your relationships to help because we're just here. We're stimulating thought and conversation, mm-hmm. but by no means do we have all the answers. You all have lots of answers out there just from your own experiences. So share with us in the, in the comments, a couple of strategies. Don't forget if you haven't shared the video, don't forget to like and share the video. And then some wrap up strategies for me as we move to close Um, for me is um, I think for the relationships, you have to understand what the relationship is, what the relationship is, what it's about, what's its purpose. And then you can decide how to move forward. Um, You don't have to like everyone that you interact with, as Roz was saying, to build on that point. You don't have to like everyone that you interact with, but there should be able to be a common ground where there could be some mutual beneficial um, conversations and outcomes that can happen, whether or not you love the person, right? You don't have to have dinner with them, but maybe (laughs) maybe it's just this contract that we need to get done, right? Um, The other thing I would say is going back to communication. For a relationship to be effective, withhold criticism, but get comfortable giving feedback. Okay, withhold criticism, but be comfortable giving feedback, right? And so criticism can feel harsh. It can feel negative. Many times it puts, it causes people to put up a defensive wall and barrier. Um, but if you are instead sharing feedback, sharing feedback in a way that's designed to help not hurt because I can destroy a relationship in a heartbeat by how I choose to use my words. Right. And so that's important, but that's not the goal. If the goal is to improve, then I'm going to shift that around and I'm going to communicate in a way that lets you know, listen, I, 
I'm trying to work this out. I'm here to help. I want to make things better. And so here's what I see. A lot of people avoid criticism because they're not comfortable with conflict. But I don't think the two are the same, right? You know, feedback doesn't have to be conflict. It's just feedback. You're just sharing what you're seeing, feeling, or hearing. And in order for other people to meet you halfway, they have to know how you feel. So that's another point that I want to add. Don't have, don't force others to be a mind reader, right? If your relationship isn't going well, don't assume that they know what's needed. Don't assume that they know what you're thinking. Don't assume that they know what you're feeling. Be explicit about that. Let them know because otherwise I don't know a lot of mind readers that are accurate. <laughs> you know, I know a whole lot of people that, that say that they have ESP, but what they really have is ESPN. Right. And so I need you to stop. <laughs> we'll put you in time out. <laughs> Look, I, I know I'm really misbehaving. Now I'm just saying, y'all, come on. Speak your mind, especially ladies, ladies, hear me on this. Do not expect your man, your child, or whoever else to know what you are thinking or feeling because they got so much going on in their own heads. Your signal's not getting through. You need to be clear. I'm going to have a whole show on that, right? On women, clarity, clarity. <laughs> so I think that's an important point. So we're going to move to wrap up. I'm going to get off my soapbox. I can go through these strategies all day. But I, the goal was just to give you guys a few ideas. Stephanie Cunningham Flood is out there. She says, a uh, strategy is trying to exercise patience with others. Everyone is not where you are. Bravo. I love that. I really love that because we sometimes expect for everyone to be where we are. And that's just not the case. Stephanie Marshall says that's good. Sometimes we take it personal when people don't treat us the same way as they treat someone else. So Roz, that's speaking to your point. How they treat us is a clue as to our place in their lives. Ooh. Wait, okay. That's good. That's really good. Sometimes the way they treat us is the clue. Okay, so I'm going to end us and I'm going to end with a brief story. story I got a message um, after one of our shows uh, from someone that was watching the show and they were talking, really struggling with this relationship. And I've never coached this person before. And they said, Rhonda, I need some help. And you know, y'all know that song, Help Me Rhonda, Help, Help Me Rhonda. Well, it was one of those kind of moments. And so I said, okay, sure. And they said, well, I'm struggling with this relationship. We were communicating a lot and, um, and things seem to be going okay, but now they're not responding to me. You know, I can tell they're reading my messages, but they're not responding and I don't know what to do. And Stephanie Marshall, your point here how people treat us is a clue as to our place in their lives is everything. That is everything. Ladies, we often don't need to ask a lot of questions. You can see it. You can feel it. You can see it in the actions and the behavior. What is, forget what the words are saying. What are the actions saying? Because that's the truth. That's what's coming from their heart. They say, oh, baby, baby, I love you. I love you. We're going to get married one day. And you don't hear from them. But once a month, listen, y'all ain't getting married. Y'all ain't getting married. <laughs> so, so be aware that how people are responding to you is a clue to what they're thinking and feeling about that relationship. Don't read too much into it. 
right? Mm -hmm. Don't try to second guess it. It is what it is. And so I think that's a really great place for us to wrap up with these wonderful comments from, thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks for everyone that shared. And thank you for really contributing to the depth of this conversation um, by listening in. Um, we come to you every Saturday on Coffee with Rhonda. I hope you enjoyed the different segments that we did today. We did some different segments. We're going to be switching it up a little bit. And so our goal in coming to you is to serve, to motivate, to inspire, to um, educate, to uplift, and all of that work that we do here on Coffee with Rhonda. You've got a group of coaches and thought leaders and professionals and entrepreneurs that are just sharing their experiences with you. And we're doing it over coffee. Everybody hold up their cups. What you got in your cup? Yay, coffee with Rhonda. Thanks, guys. Don't forget to say what's in your cup. Comment, like, share the video, and we'll see you next week. Roz and Marae, stay tuned for a minute. Bye, everyone.